podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Whistleblowers Daily, a brand new bite-sized show going out every weekday of the football season. Each episode will give you the football headlines and some concise opinion on each. I'm Mark Smith. These are your football headlines for Friday the 19th of August. West Ham beat Viborg 3-1 last night in the first leg of their Europa Conference playoff. Goals from Skamaka, Bowen and Antonio secured a two-goal advantage ahead of the return leg in Denmark next Thursday. Manchester United are thought to be on the verge of signing Real Madrid and Brazil midfielder Casemiro for a fee of around £60 million. According to multiple reports, the five-time Champions League winner will be on a four-year contract at Old Trafford and, depending on the speed of the medical and visa process, could even be in contention for a debut at home to Liverpool on Monday evening. Finally, Mike Dean has admitted he made an error over Christian Romero's hair pull on Mark Cucurella. Dean was the VAR official in the game between Chelsea and Spurs last weekend and said, In the few seconds I had to study Romero pulling Cucurella's hair, I didn't deem it a violent act. I've since studied the footage, spoken to other referees, and upon reflection, I should have asked Taylor to visit his pitchside monitor to take a look for himself. Those are your headlines. We'll start with West Ham, and here is Tom Rennie, broadcaster, talk sport commentator and West Ham United supporter, to tell us about the game last night. Well, a first win of the season for West Ham, which wasn't an amazing performance, but could prove crucial over the next few games, starting with that game against Brighton in the Premier League on Sunday. Great to see Jean-Lucas Gamaka score his first goal for the club. You get the feeling he's going to be a real hit in East London with the amount of crosses David Moyes' team like to do. Jarrod Bowen been off colour first couple of games in the season. A terrific goal from him to make it two. Not great defending for the goal that V-Borg scored, but... With a makeshift back line, I think that kind of goal is to be expected. Certainly West Ham were under par as well, allowing chances to happen, which kind of led to that moment. But Ben Rama coming on, you know, showed signs again against Forrest at the weekend that he could be a difference maker for the Hammers uh, and was to get that third on Thursday night for the tap-in for Mikel Antonio. So look, all the strikers scored, the goal scorers came to the fore, and some of the offensive players, Corne and Ben Rama, had some good moments. Defence is where the issues are with Zuma, with Kara, with Cresswell, with Soufal going back to right back at the weekend. I think there's signs of positivity about the Hammers, but they aren't there yet. And it was disappointing as well, I've got to say, to see the stadium semi-empty, that the club got the pricing wrong almost completely for this game, plus the tube strike, full house at the weekend, full house for further Conference League games should they win the second leg next week. Um, yeah, West Ham, half-decent night. Could have been better, but could have been worse. That was Tom Rennie, broadcaster, West Ham fan, all-round good egg. Um, let's go on to Manchester United. and it, <laughs> Again, I'm sorry. Another day, another Man United story, but it is a circus, so we have to cover it. Um, so Casemiro looks like he's about to sign. I mean, very fast-moving process. Uh, I imagine by the time you hear this podcast, it'll... Uh, We'll probably know a little bit more whether it is a bargaining tool from Casemiro to get a new contract. Although, having said that, it looks to me as though um, this has got legs. It looks like it's happening pretty soon. But is it a good signing? Realistically, United's midfield needs an upgrade. We know that. And there's no doubt it would be ridiculous to suggest that signing Casemiro would not improve that midfield. Um, I mean, it's a no-brainer, really. He plays with Fred at international level for Brazil already, so he knows his game. But here's the problem. Casemiro's 30, so he's not a signing for the future. Uh, Madrid have already replaced him with Schuermeni. Uh, they've also got Camavinga there. They've got players for the future. 
which is apparently one of the reasons that Casemiro is happy to leave, is that Schuermeni's come in. But at Madrid, Casemiro has the likes of Modric and Kroos alongside him. Progressive ball players, progressive runners, people that can, you know, get forward with the ball and build from the back. Casemiro's job a lot of the time was to win the ball back and give it to one of the more technical players in, in one of those two. Well, United don't really have that. You know, United have Fred and they have McTominay. You can maybe argue Eriksen could play a bit deeper, but it doesn't seem to me as though the midfield is all of a sudden fixed because of the signing. Of course, it definitely helps. And Ten Hag needs to improve the side. And I think that does do that. Casemiro absolutely improves the side, but I'm not sure it makes them competitive at the top level. There is one final irony here as well for me, which is they spent years playing Paul Pogba and they spent years having Paul Pogba underperform. And it was pretty clear throughout that time he needed a proper ball winner alongside him. And... <laughs> when they finally get one in Casemiro, it's uh, it's too late. Pogba's already left. So, oh, well, that's United. That's how they run the club, I suppose. Okay, finally, we'll talk about Mike Dean. Uh, would you believe, would you believe that Mike Dean has been going to the Daily Mail to, to look for some attention? I'd never had Mike Dean down as an attention seeker, but there we go. He's He's gone to the Daily Mail, which... Uh, on its own, I think, is a little bit problematic for a, a VAR referee. I would have thought they'd do this through the official channels, maybe through the Premier League themselves. But Mike Dean's gone to the Daily Mail to talk about how he made a mistake in last season's London derby. Uh, sorry, last weekend's London derby between Spurs and Chelsea. Um, he says, in a few seconds, he had to study the romero Cucurea hair pull. He didn't deem it a violent act. I've since studied the footage, spoken to other referees, and upon reflection, I should have asked Taylor to visit his pitchside monitor to take a look for himself. Um, I mean, I, the directive at the start of the season was that with VAR, we were going to see, or we were going to hear the reasoning behind VAR decisions. Uh, it was then decided that we wouldn't do that at the start of the season. Maybe we'll wait a while to to implement that. So as fans and as pundits, we can then understand more clearly the reasons for the VAR decisions on the pitch. Uh, this has just muddied all those waters because now you've got referees coming out and, and telling you their opinions on things and telling you where they got it wrong. On one hand, I think fair play, he's owning up to it. Um, on another, I don't see how this helps anything. I think this infuriates people more. Uh, I mean, I don't think people necessarily liked Mike Dean as a referee and we sort of thought, well, he'll probably slip into sort of more obscurity now. But actually, no, he's what we two weekends into the season, and he's making the headlines again. But what really annoys me is at the end of his quote, he says the referee on field always has the final say. Well, here's the issue, Mike Dean. You haven't allowed the referee to have a final say because you haven't told him to go to the monitor. None of this makes any sense still. How many years are we into VAR? We knew there'd be teething issues and teething problems, but this feels like we've gone way past that. Um, Yeah, I mean, there'll be more more of these sorts of stories as the season goes on, but... uh, yeah, very frustrating, I think, if you are a, um, a Chelsea fan. Um, and I think very frustrating just as a football fan. Anyway, we've got a big weekend of football coming up. I hope you enjoy the games, whichever ones uh, you watch or listen to. Um, and I'll be back same time on Monday with more Whistleblowers Daily. Sports Social Podcast Network.